Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Bit Radio Show. Thank you once again for joining us. And uh, hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. And as I always say every week, blah, 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 blah. Same thing over again. Same thing over and over again. Yes. Uh, You've had a good week, yeah? Yeah, it's not been too bad. I've been doing a little bit too much work, but... Oh, that's always rubbish. That's what happens. You don't want to be doing that. No. Um, I not do. Well, it's uh, the full Disney Bit Radio Show, and this is episode... Oh, you you, you should have warned me on that one. No, I thought I wasn't going to warn you this week. I was going to say, right, yeah, it's about 176. Is that where we are? Okay. And, it is. Uh, it right. is 176. Brilliant. And we're in the run-up to Christmas, and uh, we thought what we do today is uh, we're going to do the Disney Ultimate Attraction, because this is the last pairings for this particular round uh, before we go to what is really slimming them down to not very many left at all and um, we're going to be doing those go on. when you say you're slimming it down to not very many at all that means what we've only got back a year left a year left something along those lines yeah something along like that um, we're going to be uh going through the final five pairings and then what we're going to be doing live on a match of the day styly fa cup draw styly uh, we're going to get Alan to choose who is coming up against who in the next round. And he has absolutely no idea what numbers each one have got. Uh, and he's got absolutely no idea, you know. Uh, what sort of styly you want me to do it in? Style, like, I wanted you to do it in a styly of a... Um, just a view. Of a view. A view. Just you doing, doing it. Yeah, right. You're yeah, right. You haven't thought that one through, probably, Flipping but... You Charlie. Right, okay. Um... So, we're going to be doing that, and then as well as that, uh, Alan came up with an idea of uh, 10 things to buy a Disney fan for Christmas. Yes. So, what are the 10 things you could buy a Disney fan for Christmas to make them very happy Disney fans? Um, we don't know what we've each chosen. We've each got five. Uh, bear in mind, it was Alan's choice of topic. Um, it took him forever <laughs> to come up with his five. Uh, it'll be interesting oh. to see whether we've got any that are the same. Well, the thing is, when you're choosing someone a present, you don't really want to buy a present that they're going to take back with the receipt and just get the cash value back. That's true. That's a very fair point. So I've got stuff that I would want. So I think what we're going to do then is we're going to do... Should we start off with Disney's Autumn Attraction? And then we're going to uh, talk a little bit about Christmas. And then we're going to leave the final pairings of the Autumn Attraction, or the next round, to the very end of the show. I okay. think so we'll leave everybody in complete suspense. Sounds like a plan. Wondering what on earth is going on. Which I'm going to grab a pen and paper. You, why, why are you grabbing a pen and paper? So you can write down the numbers that you've already said. Yeah, because um, generally what happens is when you um, read it all out, you go, it's blah, 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 by blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I don't know, I just can't remember what the previous one was. previous one was. Okay, that's fine. Not a problem. Uh, Right. Into my head. So, let's uh, get on then with this ultimate attraction. Okay then, so it is five pairings, which are for the final five for this particular round. We've got Star Tours versus Toy Story Midway Mania, Peter Pan's Flight versus the Walt Disney World Railroad, The Seven Dwarves Mine Train against the Illuminations Reflections of Earth, and Wishes versus Soarin'. So they're going to be the five that we're going to be talking about, and these finish off this particular round. So let's start off with our first one then, which is uh, Star Tours versus Toy Story. Alan, you can start us off. Which one of these two would you be putting through? Which one would I be putting through? Toy Story Midway Mania versus Star Star Tours. The adventure continues. So we're talking Star Tours 2. Yeah, the most up-to-date one. Because I can't remember when we started it. Was, uh, was it Star Tours 2? No, no, it was still Star Tours 2 when we started it, yeah. Right, okay. Um, I actually enjoy Star Tours 2. Now, this actually is an opportunity to put out the, the other part of a confession. 
What? I don't think it's much of a confession, but it's there's a, I don't, a conclusion to it now. Yeah, go on then. I'd never seen Star Wars. You hadn't seen Star Wars. I hadn't seen Star Wars. Oh. No, the original Star Wars released in, what, 1977? Uh, yes, somewhere around there. I watched it this weekend. Wow. And? And it wasn't too bad. I honestly thought it was going to be a lot worse than what it was. See? See, I'm, I'm not... I'm not the Star Wars universe. I'm not a total Star Wars obsessive, but... Well, no, I'm not think, either. You know, it's, it's, it's understandable. It's... It was actually quite a good film, considering the age of it. Yeah. And the amount of detail that went into the production of it. Yes, that was true. I was impressed on that aspect. Right. So anyway, we'll go back to Star Tours. Okay, so so which one are you going for? Are you going for Star Tours or Toy Story? Um, I'm going to say Midway Mania. Wow, okay. So why, why Midway Mania over Star Tours? I just think there's something a bit more to it. The, the fact that you're shooting at a, a screen, that yeah. sounds boring. With a gun that's not really shooting stuff. Yeah. And um, you get blasts of water and air in your face. Okay, so it's the kind of 4D experience it's, for you. Yeah. It's, it's the surprise element from it. Whereas if you're watching the film, you sort of can build yourself up ready for whatever's going to happen. Whereas just stuff happens. Okay, fair enough. Um, tricky one for me. I think if it had been the original Star Tours, not a problem. I'd have gone Toy Story Midway Mania without a shadow of a doubt. But I like the new Star Tours. I like the 3D element. I like the rewritability element. Toy Story Midway Mania, yeah, has the rewritability of the fact that you can try and beat your own score. But it's pretty much the same sort of thing each time you ride it. Oh. I'm going Star Tours. Mm. So I've gone Star Tours. You've gone to Toy Story Midway Mania. And good news for those of you who went for Toy Story Midway Mania because it knocks Star Tours out. Yeah. I can't believe You're it knocks Star Tours out. Star Tours is a classic. Absolute classic and it's gone. That's horrendous. Okay, talking about two more classics. I think this is even worse than the other ones that we've just done. This time it is Peter Pan's Flight versus the Walt Disney World Railroad. Okay, they're both classics. Peter Pan's Flight is a dark ride attraction where you fly through the scenes of Peter Pan in a pirate ship. And then you've got Walt Disney World Railroad, which is the transportation that takes you all the way around the outside of the Magic Kingdom. Um, pretty much created or designed or inspired by Walt Disney. Both of them, I suppose, in a way. Um, but which one is the one that you would go for? So... The thing is with Peter Pan, I, I like Peter Pan, but I don't ride it as much as maybe I would if the queues weren't as horrendously long. It is a... It's just awful. The queue line is so slow. And I, I know they've got the interactive elements in there now, which is nice, because it kind of doesn't make it so long and boring as you hang around in the queue. Um, but it's just such a slow loader. Whereas what Disney World Railroads, you can fare, you can get on reasonably easily. Uh, depending on which stop you kind of get on on as well. So, yeah. I'm... Again, I struggle. <laughs> I think just purely for the fact that Peter Pan is so tricky to get on without a long queue after to get a fast pass that you can't then use for 12 hours. I'm going Walt Disney World Railroad. Hmm. Interesting. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Right. My thing with Peter Pan is ridiculously long queues. Yeah. Okay, it's and it's it's not the most exciting ride, but it's it's a little bit different to all the other rides. Yeah. Um so I like that aspect. It has been refurbished recently, it's a lot brighter than what it was. Yeah. They then put an interactive queue in there so that you've got, you know, something to fill in the previous forty five minutes yeah. of you walking around. And I was really excited about going to see that interactive queue because it was open when I went last time. But in reality, I got a fast pass and I missed all that. Oh, no. So the fast pass doesn't include the interactive bit, fine. Okay. No. You, you, you sort of seem to come in through the back way and you're sort of right at the, the, sort of the queue for the gondolas. So yeah. It just... I don't know, fast pass is killing that interactive queue thing for me, which... So anyway, that's, 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 that's a different argument. But the Walt Disney World Railroad... Is so rubbish. 
I know it's a Walt thing and you could say, oh, well, Walt loved trains and that's why the trains are there. But at the end of the day, it's just a train going around the outside of the You do get park. some interesting things, though, that if you, you wouldn't see if you didn't go on the, on the railroad. Yeah, like a plastic reindeer. <laughs> you um, get the whole kind of uh, canyon scene. I'm sure there's a snake, a plastic Diorama. snake. There's the, the crocodiles. Yeah. Um, sometimes you see workmen. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. If you're really lucky, you might get to see the parade. You get a bit of a... Like a garbage smell around about the Splash Mountain area. Lovely. Um, so yeah, um, it's 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 one of those things. As you say, you can get on it without a queue, and there is the benefit that if you've just absolutely fed up and you're just wanting to fill in the last ten minutes of the day, yeah. you can just hop on the train and go for a full circular route. You're back at the beginning before you end the park. Well, I think I know where your vote's going. Yeah, it's going to be Peter Pan, isn't it? It's Peter Pan. Right. So you're going Peter Pan. It's got to be. I'm going the railroad. Um, clearly, luck is not with me this evening because Peter Pan goes through and the Walt Disney World Railroad goes out. Bing! Another wow. one for me. You're doing well here. Okay, let's go to uh, our next one then. I've just realised I've missed one of them off the list, which is Mickey's Filler Magic versus the Magic Kingdom Welcome Show, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, next one then is the Seven Dwarves Mine Train Coaster. Versus Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. So, Alan, the question is, which one are you going for? Um, fireworks don't impress me that much. They don't impress me much. Definitely not. They're, they're great, but once you've seen the first three or four, it's pretty much the same over and over again. However, Illuminations has got a, a good soundtrack to it, and it's it sort of it's quite inspiring. The music it yeah sort of riles you up ready for the night time. But then you you go against Seven Dwarfs Mind Train, which is one of the newer rides. I know a lot of people don't like it, and it's only about two minutes long or something like that. But I actually think it's brilliant. There's the storytelling in it is much better than Big Thunder Mountain, mm -hmm. or it's, it's miles better than Goofy's Barnstormer. There's just something brilliant about it and when you combine that to the fact that I've got a photograph of my mother-in-law hanging out of the cart screaming with her eyes shut <laughs> sitting next to my four-year-old daughter who was loving the ride it just makes it perfect fair enough so, so you're there you are. you're going to send my train okay yeah. interesting um this was a really close one between everybody um, and I'm not going to say whether or not Alan's vote swayed it one way or the other. I like Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I think it's a clever coaster. I like the animatronics within the dark ride section of it. I think they are so well done. Um, it's nice to have kind of that coaster there that's a little bit kind of a step up from the ones that kind of as you got older. You, you always had Barnstormer and then you had that massive gap in the middle where um, yeah. you then had to wait until you got on to something like Big Thunder um, but I like Seven Dwarf because it kind of fills that little gap in between the two um, but Illuminations Reflections of Earth personally I think has one of the best soundtracks for a, for a nighttime show in Walt Disney World I just think it's very clever and it's quite evocative um, it's obviously the third incarnation of I think now of the actual sort of attraction that's been there for a long time but having said that Seven Dwarfs Mine Train I think is kind of very clever it's very simplistic as you say it's nothing complicated about it but it's it's just I think very very clever attraction I think I'm going to go for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train over Illuminations for the fact that I think it fits more people than, than Illuminations does which there was one vote in it believe it or not Right. As to who was going to go through, and uh, we've now swayed it to a three-vote gap because uh, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train knocks out Illuminations Reflections of Earth. So it was already winning. It was already winning by one vote, and if we'd have both voted for Illuminations, we'd have knocked it out, and Illuminations would have gone through. Um, but yes. yeah, I, wow. I think it's it, to be fair, it is, it is the better right, better. Attraction. I think it is, yeah. I think it is the better attraction because of you know the technology that's used in it. I like Illuminations. I love the music. I do enjoy watching the show, but there are moments where I think, yeah, this is dragging a little bit. We could do yeah. something else going on here. Um, 
The best way of seeing illuminations is with a big glass of wine in your hand. On YouTube, surely, and then you'd have to. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. so that's Illuminations Reflections of Earth uh, out, and Seven Doors Mind Train goes through to the next round. Right, next pairing Wishes versus Soaring. Honestly, now this is a big one. Wishes Nighttime Spectacular versus Soaring. So, Alan, go on, start us off. Where are you going with this? Right, okay, I'm. Um just to clarify this for, I'll say everyone, but really I mean me. Yeah. Wishes is just the fireworks. Yeah, it's the fireworks. So you get the, you get kind of the Castle projection show that comes beforehand, wherever the incarnation is at the time that you go, and then that finishes, and then it's Wishes is the fireworks show. So Wishes is after the projection show. Yes. Right. Okay. So Wishes is my same argument as per reflections on Earth okay. of Earth even. Because it's just fireworks. I know that the music's good and all that sort of stuff. But it's just fireworks. I can see fireworks out of my house for several days after Bonfire Night. This is true. And probably two weeks before that as well. Yeah, this is true. Because that's what happens in the UK. But I know that no one can do fireworks like Disney. Disney arguably spends more on fireworks than anyone else ever. Yeah. Even our estate. Um, so, but this is Soarin'. Soarin' is one of those rides where it's good to get off your feet, you stand around forever, and you go and watch some... Oh, Right, here's my, here's my, my predicament here. I think they're both rubbish. Wow, okay, that's a... Okay. That's a statement and a half. Soaring version two may be better. That's this that's... is true, yeah, that there is that kind of thinking. So I'm I'm thinking that when the next version of Soaring comes through, it'll be better. I think by that time they'll have taken all the soggy bits of paper off that video screen and the chewing gum and maybe upgraded the cameras the projectors into something less grainy. Okay. So you're going so... soaring. I'll keep soaring. Oh, yeah, I'll keep soaring because I think that there's something that could be improved on, and I think that Wishes is always going to be a fireworks show. Yeah. Well, I love Wishes when it first came out, and it was it's still one I would see every single time I go. Um, but it's you're right. The thing is, Disney have sort of taken a step up with regards to nighttime shows, and it's no longer just about fireworks. It's about fireworks, and it's about projection mapping, and um, yeah. all those bits and pieces. You look at Disney Dreams now at Disneyland Paris, which is kind of Wishes Mark Two. It's that next step on. Yeah. So as much as Wishes is a classic, and I do like it, it has kind of it become quite outdated because the company's moved on with technology so much. It's still a charming show, and it's still one that people still enjoy today. And I think if Wishes went, there might there would probably be a little bit of a protest. But then you got yeah. Soaring, which. At the time when it was built, was quite revolutionary. It was a very different take on a, a simulator attraction. The idea that you were hanging, you were flying, you had all the, the sort of sense and things like that that were thrown at you. But I do agree with you. The video now, the video technology, it's all very grainy. It's very old. You can see it's quite dated, and that it's been around a very, very long time. Um, Saw in part two. We don't know what that's going to be like. Maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it's not. You know, let's not forget the debacle that was Journey into Imagination and Journey into Your Imagination and how actually they took one and then they destroyed it and made it worse. There's nothing to say that the new story isn't going to be worse than the original. I don't know. No. Um, that is, there's every possibility that that will happen. Um, but I still think over the two... Soarin' is the more exciting attraction. I think it's the one that you kind of get more of a buzz from over Wishes. So I am going to vote Soarin' over Wishes. Um, which means Soarin' goes through. Excellent. And we yeah. say goodbye to it. You're doing all right tonight, aren't you? I'm on a roll you here. You are on a roll. What is going on here? Right, and that takes us to our final pairing, which is Mickey's Philomagic versus the Magic Kingdom Welcome Show. Um, so, go on, Alan. You can start off again because I'm nice. Um, right. Okay. Well, to me, going to Disney, one of the, the one of the things you've got to see. I was going to say the first thing, and it technically is because being the welcome show, it's there's something about it where 
I don't know, it's, it's so choreographed, and I could probably say it word for word, yeah. but I'm not going to because I'll just totally mess up. And I said to say the word probably. Um, yeah. There's just something so well timed in it, the fact that the guy comes out and welcomes you to the most magical place on Earth, or whatever it is called, and it just seems really brilliant. I would love to be that family that sort of throws out the streamers with um, everyone else on, on the platform, but... yeah. I never get that there early enough. I always end up being there just as the train's about to come in. Yeah. So, um, but it's it's just sort of I don't know. It just sort of uplifts you, ready for the morning. It's absolutely brilliant. Whereas Philhar Magic is in need of a good old wash. Okay. There's some brilliant things about it where sort of the theatre expands and it, the 3D thing works quite well, but the the animation itself is quite dated. Everything looks quite cylindrical or cubic. There's, it's not as smooth as the computer-generated animation you get nowadays. Yeah. Um, the 4D effects, for example, getting squirted in the face with champagne or whatever it is that you get squirted in the face with. Yeah, it's the air, to... isn't it? From the point where the air, the cork bottles, the corks from the champagne yeah. bottles. Well, there's at one point you get a, a, a splash of water. Yeah, and. It seems to be crusting up the um, dispensers on the back of the seat in front of you. Nice. It needs a good clean out with some Calgon and other other rare calcium deposits removal. Yeah, other products are, are available. available. Um, but it's. I think it's. It needs a new new video. It needs a good clean out. Yeah. And it needs a major refurbishment. Really, I think. Okay. Whereas the Magic Kingdom show, although it is the same every single time, and the only thing that changes is the the Main Street character that introduces everyone for the day, I just think that is perfect, and that says Magic Kingdom all over it. Okay. So you're going Magic Kingdom Welcome Show? Yes. Okay. Um, I've seen the Magic Kingdom Welcome Show once. It, it was okay. Um, I didn't feel it set up my day at the Magic Kingdom in the way that you did. But with Phil and Magic, I think when Phil and Magic came out, it was the first time that we had computer-generated versions of many of those characters. Uh, I do agree that the um, animation is certainly starting to look dated now. And one of the things that does really irritate me about it is that the main screen is in 3D, but when it expands right out into that almost 180-degree screen, mm -hmm. the two screens on either side aren't in 3D. Ah, and it's I a really, know. really weird sensation because you're looking at 3D in front of you and either side isn't in 3D. And that kind of does annoy me a little bit. But I love the clever technique, the way that, that widens. I love the idea of how the um, proscenium arch of the concert hall sort of flies in and flies out without you really seeing it properly doing it. I love the animatronic of Donald at the back at the end. And I, I just think it's a really clever, really nice, lovely story. Filler Magic mm -hmm. is one that I will always do when I go on a trip. Um, and, you know, they could fix Filler Magic fairly easily by updating some of the the animation. That's not so much of an issue. The content of the actual show is really, really good. It's just the aesthetics of the show aren't particularly great anymore. Um, yeah. Whereas the, the Welcome Show just doesn't really bother me that much, if I'm honest. I'll watch it. You know, I will. But I, it doesn't... Yeah, I can take it or leave it, to be honest. I, th I think sometimes you get some... Slightly different characters there as well on the on the train. Yeah, you do sometimes. Yeah, that is true. It's just a little bit kitsch. You know, yeah, right? Um, I suppose. So you can probably imagine uh, my vote is going to go to Mickey's for the Magic. So the question we have to ask ourselves is the following: Who's right? We have to answer this question. Has Alan managed to get a clean sweep? The answer to that question is no. Filler magic goes through. Oh. Uh, so you were so uh -huh. close, but ah, uh, uh, you don't make it this time. So uh, Mickey's filler magic goes through to the next round. Not, uh, not the welcome show. So sadly, Alan, I'm sorry to tell you, but on this occasion. You have not been successful in getting all of them correct. But four out of five is not bad. Which means that going through to the next round is Toy Story Midway Rainier, Peter Pan's Flight, The Seven Dwarves Mine Train, Soarin', and Mickey's Filler Magic. 
So we're uh, that's a that's a good list. And looking at the list that's in front of me right now, and seeing what's on its way and what what could be coming up against each other, this is where it starts to get extremely interesting. And uh, we're going to end up with some really juicy pairings coming up in the next round, which we're going to do a little bit later on. We're not going to do it now uh, because I thought what we do is uh, you wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas, didn't you? Yeah. And as we do when we do our Christmas, we quite often have to have some Christmassy music. So I'm going to play something like this. There we go. Is that better? Oh, I love that. Oh, I see. a piano version of Charles in a well. So, what was this idea, Alan? Um, well, obviously, we're now... Well, I'm, I'm going to look at my, my watch here. We're what, about Four, seven, eight days away from Christmas. Seven, Christmas. Seven, eight days? December. So, from December, yeah. I thought you were from Christmas. Okay, depends when you listen to it. So, yeah. you know, it could be one day away from December. Yeah. Um, and... Everything is turning very Christmassy. The weather's getting freezing cold in the oh, UK. Oh, yeah, we've had snow. Had snow, had ice on our cars. Um, the Christmas decorations are up are everywhere. They? Oh, right, not in your house. No, not in my house. I haven't done that one yet. Starbucks have got a new red cup out. <laughs> um, it just, it's, it's everywhere. <laughs> you just mentioned it. What? Yeah. It's a, it's a very festive red cup. I like it. Okay. Um, and even McDonald's have, have got special um, yes. Christmas cups. I must admit, well. yesterday I enjoyed my first gingerbread latte of the year. Excellent. Yeah. You see, everyone's getting into Christmas. They so are. I thought, yeah, right, they okay. are. I've even had Christmas music on in the car this week. Is that too yeah. early? That's, um, I think you've shared too much there. Oh, okay. Sorry. Now... I don't know about you, Adam, but when I go Christmas shopping, I go straight to Google. Yes, Christmas shopping and Google are synonymous. It's a lot easier to do online shopping nowadays. Oh, is it? I got an email, actually. This is an advert for Amazon. I'm sorry about this. I got an advert saying that I can buy one-hour delivery from Amazon. Really? Yeah. It's Apparently, it's hit Newcastle. Wow. And I was thinking of testing it out. But I don't particularly want anything. And obviously it'll be oh. limited things, I'm yeah. guessing. Probably. Because uh, that is quite a big so store. So basically, you're run, you've, you've run out of what you need, and you need something really desperately, you can pay for one-hour delivery, and a piece of cake is there. I think what I should do is actually find out what is available on the one-hour delivery. Because um, it could be very limited. It could be very limited indeed. But we, you were kind of coming up with this idea of... So it's Christmas, you know, we're starting to think about presents and things like that. You've got a Disney fan. You don't know what to buy that Disney fan for Christmas. So we yep. thought, can we come up with some suggestions of things you could buy a Disney fan for Christmas? Yes. Okay. Totally there. So you've got five. I've got five. I've got five. Okay. And we're going to see whether or not we can come up with something that's useful. You see, I've, I've had some people who've bought me Disney presents in the past. Of which they've been lovely jesters, but they've just ended up in the attic, basically, because they're like, as lovely as it is, I don't really know what I'm going to do with it. So we want to kind of avoid you having that situation and, and doing yeah. that. So do you want to start? Shall I start? It's up to you. Um, I'll, I'll start off with one of them. Okay, and then... so your first one. Go on then. I said I just need to have a little cough. Oh, oh dear. It's not good, is it? It's, so it's also Christmas colds coming on as well. Yeah. There's um, the loogies going around. Oh, man. Okay, so what I'm going to say is, with my Disney presence, yes, I'm actually including Star Wars in it. Okay, well that's Disney, so that's fine. Okay. Um, after seeing Star Wars at the weekend, yeah, I, uh, I um, start looking to the Star Wars Lego stuff. Okay. Now, in previous years, I've loved Lego. I don't have a big collection. I'm not like a little kid anymore. Um, but I did buy some um, some buildings that I had a couple of years ago. Yeah, there are some amazing Star Wars Lego things available now. Yeah, um, some of the stuff is phenomenal. Like some of the new ones this year, I think are um, the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, bargain price of one hundred twenty nine ninety nine. Oh, is that it? Oh, great! Well, that's uh, three. It's 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 amazing. This is an X wing. That's seventy quid. Wow. Get a penny change. Um, there's a, a Tie Fighter. 
Right. That's that's sixty quid. But wait for this. Go on. You can get the Death Star. What an actual Lego Death Star. Yes, you can get the Lego Death Star. Amazing. It, according to the Lego.com website, it is hard to find, but it looks like you can buy it online. Yeah. And it is only two hundred and seventy-five. <sighs> wow. Well, we knew Lego is expensive anyway, and you can actually win. One of the things we did uh, went to. Disneyland Paris in the summer was spent a long time in the Lego store. There was a lot of Star Wars stuff in there, just how expensive it really was. Um, and it says, delivery will be calculated when you check out. Oh. All right. Delivery method standard free. Phew. I'm not going to pay extra on that delivery. No, but you could end up <laughs> getting it after Christmas. Yeah. You can, you can actually pay for express delivery, which is um, 21 quid on top of that. Oh, bargain. So, 290 Six quid. Okay. Bargain. So if anyone wants to buy me that for Christmas, I would really appreciate it. I know Adam is reaching deep into his pockets. Oh, I am. Really <laughs> deep. So deep that my hands have gone through my pockets. There's nothing in there. Yeah. Okay. So you're going Star Wars Lego. Particularly yeah. uh, the Death Star, which is dirt cheap. I've tried to go a little bit different with mine. And I've tried to go for, rather than things that like are toys and stuff like that, Rather than them being specific items, in fact, there's only two things on out of my five that are specific items uh, that people could keep. But I've got a Star Wars one as well. Excellent. Well, Star Wars is due to come out in the cinema on, I believe, is it the 17th or 19th of December? So yep. why not treat somebody to tickets to go and see Star Wars in a really plush cinema? We've got a cinema near us that's got a, a director's hall. And it's really plush seats, and it's a small cinema with a massive screen, and you can get food and drink brought to your table. It's got a pre-show bar area and all that sort of stuff. So why not treat your big Star Wars fan to a pair of tickets, or tickets for however many, to go and see the Star Wars movie just after Christmas if they've not chance to go before in a really plush cinema? That sounds quite a good idea, that. Yeah, there you go. So I thought it was a little bit different. It's not exactly a Star Wars item, but it's something that would be a little bit different and quite nice. Hmm. I think um, one of our... Well, I was going to say one of our Star Wars. One of our cinemas up here, they yeah. do a, um, what they call a ten, all-in for a tenner. Okay. It's, uh, view, it's view cinemas. Yeah. Um, they're all-in for a tenner. seems to cost you 11 quid. But, right. Uh, yeah, well, you gloss over that. the point. Um, and it's a cinema ticket, a hot dog, and a drink. What? And that, that would include a bottle of lager. What? Bearing in mind I went to see Spectre and it cost me nine ninety nine just for my seat. <laughs> and you're getting deals like that. Yeah. Well, this isn't fair. You should come up north. <laughs> I'm gonna It'll cost you. you more in petrol, but it's... cost me a fortune in petrol, but that's just unreal. Yeah. So uh there you are. I, th I think it'll be a lovely, lovely present, though. A lovely present. That just made me cross. Get it that cheap. Okay, so, so that's your uh, my first one. Your first one. Okay, what's your second Disney gift? Right, okay, I think there's nothing better to receive at Christmas than I don't know what the right, right term is. Nightwear. Okay, sexy lingerie. Right, okay. You so could say sexy about? lingerie, oh. but as I'm a man, I don't really want sexy lingerie. Do you not? Well, I would like some... to be honest, you know, yeah. you might, just not for you to wear. Anyway, ask ask your parents, kids. <laughs> so I was uh, looking on the Disney Store website, disneystore.co.uk, yeah. and for the first time in forever, I've actually seen men's pyjamas. Okay. They're actually selling some men's clothing on here. Good grief. Which they haven't done for years. They're not going anymore. Why? Because well, there's going to be nothing on there now. Because now you've just told everybody. Because it's not been around for years. Yeah, everyone will be buying them up. And there's <clears throat> there's a nice pair of men's button-up pajamas. Now they're in a sort of tartan pattern, and they've got Mickey outs. And here's my little confession. I love these sort of pajamas. Right. Okay. It looks a bit like a, a sort of a soft cotton um, esque shirt and trouser set. Yeah. I'm just having a look now. I'm just about to log on and have a look and see what there is. I could send you a link. That would no, be easy. No, I'm just It's fine. Go on. Keep, keep talking. I'm listening. And um, every year I look for a pair of pyjamas that look like these men's pyjamas. Yeah. And 
I can't find them. And the, the best, the second best option is, I have to get ladies' pajamas. So, have you been buying ladies' pajamas? Shh, don't tell is everyone. Is this a confession that you've been buying ladies' pajamas? I have been. Oh, see, at the Mickey Christmas. ones. The Mickey ones are cool. Yeah, ladies' pajamas. The Mickey, but Mickey these are pajama men's. bottoms. The Star Wars ones that are there. There's some seven dwarf pajamas. Alan, you just opened my eyes to a whole new world. Yeah, we should do it. <laughs> um, you can also get Olaf slippers, chewy slippers, chewy slippers. I haven't seen the chewy. Sli oh, there's another page. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so I think it's menswear or men's nightwear, or actually there, there is other nightwear. It doesn't have to be just men's. See the Mickey Mouse pajama trousers are amazing. Oh look, what, you, what have you done? We've gone completely off. We haven't gone completely off tangent, but you see, you're gonna get some. I'm now looking at these. Kevin, these are amazing. So um, yeah. So these, these Mickey Mouse pajamas that I'm looking at, they're, yeah. they're only priced at twenty two ninety five. Oh, I've just found some for fourteen ninety five. That's what you want. I reckon if you go on Primark, you'll get them cheaper. <laughs> probably right. I so, see. Yeah, I've seen the twenty two ninety five ones. I see what you got. I'm just going to have a look. You, I wonder if you can get them personalised. I, th I believe you can. Quite often online, you can get them personalised. I don't know where this mm. one is, but it's got personalisation on it, though. No, it doesn't say that. No. No. It doesn't, doesn't no. 100% cotton, though, machine washable. See, not, not a big fan of those, but um, I've, I've got to say, anybody who's uh, out there, Mickey's, uh, the Mickey Mouse pyjama bottoms for adults, fourteen ninety five red ones with Mickey Mouse on them are awesome. Anybody's, Do look comfy. If anybody's out there who fancies buying me some pajamas for Christmas, um, they do look very comfy. You should have like a wish list that you can publish. Yeah, can I, can I have a Disney wish list? Is that all right? Okay, so you're going you're going Disney pajamas. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, that's quite a nice idea. There's some good stuff on there actually. I'm, I'm I might stock up for the year. Yeah, go on, do it. Do it now. Just, just, yeah. Just give us a couple of seconds. Yeah, if you just want to start back, you can't get them on an hour delivery, can you? Uh, not an hour delivery, oh, but uh, might get them. All right, oh, well. so uh, my credit card number is four five five six. <laughs> no, that's mine. <laughs> what are you doing? Stop it! I'm sure it's everybody's. Yeah, probably, probably right. Uh, okay, um, my second one then is I'm going, I'm going for a present for the discerning lady. Mm. Okay. And this is one that a lot of people have heard about and think, oh, there's no way I can get hold of these. I can't do it. And that is the Disney Pandora Charms. Ah. They're only available in the US, these Pandora Charms, but it seems that some of them are starting to make their way over here. Particularly if you look over on eBay and things like that, there are people who have bought some and have got them available to buy. And if you sort of buy them now, they're going to be here in time for Christmas. But there's a large number of Disney Pandora Charms starting to appear on things like eBay and stuff like that. And they're not actually that expensive. There's several on there that are kind of buy it now and at a decent buy it now price. And actually, yep. you look at them, some of them are a lot cheaper than you would pay for some normal Pandora charms um, so there are some really sort of uh, really nice Pandora charms on there that actually are much cheaper than uh, than you'd expect and it makes you look great because you only pay half the price for them and then uh, they go oh look how amazing you are get me such an expensive gift they don't know you've only paid half the price they think you have <laughs> no I'm joking that's not the reason to do it um, what sort of costs are they? Uh, well they range from uh, there were some that were about Fourteen pounds. There were some that were twenty. There were some that were thirty or forty pounds. So they do they do range in price, and obviously they range in quality as well. But there are some really yeah. nice ones on there, and ones that are well worth looking at and well worth uh, picking up if you can. Uh, but that was kind of one that I know a lot of people really like, and it will be something a little bit different, something a little bit unique because uh, they're not officially available over here yet. Cool. I like that one. So there you go. That's my second one, Pandora Charm. My, my advice would be. Wrap them in a bigger box. Yeah, wrap them in a bigger box. Charm so that's, that's one of my one of my two physical items. Excellent. You ready for my next one? Yeah, go on, watch the next one. Right, I'm going to send you a link now, Adam, just so okay. that you can see what I'm talking okay. about. Right, okay, what's, what's he sending me? Let's have a look. But what I'm, I'm looking at now is it's from Etsy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Etsy is and the kind of... What actually is Etsy? I, I would say arts and crafts. Okay. But... I know there's some basically if you if you're doing some sort of 
crafty thing. You can set up your own shop and you can sell some stuff. Um, but there's a, a shop that is called um, Coco Miller, C-O-C-O-M-I-L-L-A. Yeah. And she's got some, I'm assuming it's a she, they've got some art prints, which... Oh, that's amazing. ...are super, super pr- cheap, they are in my well. opinion. Um, and they've got like quite a unique style to them. They, now, the pink, pink I've just sent across to Adam is it's of Beauty and the Beast. Beast. Um, and the title That's is Beauty and the Beast Inspired Bell. And basically it's like a silhouette of Beauty and the Beast doing the dance um, scene. But it's got like a splatter effect to it. That looks as though it's been just paint splattered onto the page yeah. and it's formed this shape. And it is, I, th- I think it's something that looks totally different. That's amazing. Um, also, these seem to be only... Six pounds sixty-nine. I think it depends on your dimensions. So, all ah, right. So, if you go for a small five by eight inch, it's six sixty-nine. An eight by eleven inch is thirteen forty-nine, and an eleven by sixteen inch is twenty pounds twenty. So, the, so the biggest one about A three size, yeah. is twenty pounds twenty pounds, which is, which is still bad, quite cheap. And they actually do a really nice. There's a Cinderella castle one as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, I'm assuming these are prints. Obviously, they are printed to but say that. They also do a Darth Vader one. Yeah. But it's, it's something that looks a bit different. There's Breaking Bad in there. Yeah. But I think, obviously, once they've got their style, they can do loads of different things. But yeah. it's got quite a unique style to it. It's, it's sort of like a, a galaxy sort of marble style effect with plain paint splattered on it. I, lo- I genuinely love them. So if anybody's also, uh, they've got my pyjamas, that's fine. Uh, if you also like to go to Etsy.com, there's two on there that are lovely. There's a Beauty and the Beast one and a, a Cinderella Castle one. So <laughs> it's just me getting Christmas sorted. Yeah, she's, she's got five, oh, she, they've got 518 items on that store. So uh, any of them will do. Some of them have yeah. got slogans on as well, but uh, I just think that the, the ones that are just the picture, the still yeah, amazing. Quite... I like that. Okay, so you've gone for something a little bit different there, then. Ooh, what shall I go for next? I'll go for another of my physical objects. Okay. Um, This is a really simple one, uh, but it's due to come out very, very soon. I think it'd be a great thing to watch on Christmas Day. You know when you kind of got middle of the day and telly's not particularly brilliant? Um, Inside Out comes out on DVD this Christmas time. So uh, Inside Out would be a great thing to watch uh, on sort of Christmas Day, sit around with the family um, and enjoy it. You can either watch it, you can either buy obviously the physical DVD, you could download it for from several of the things like iTunes stores and Sky and all those sort of things. But one of the things um, I like about Inside Out is it's a really, really good family movie and it'd be great for the kids to be able to watch and for the whole family to sit around and watch it because I can guarantee when you all sit under the family, there's going to be a large number of people who probably haven't seen it when you're sat around with everybody. So Inside Out on DVD would be another shout for me as something that's quite easy to get hold of and quite enjoyable, I think, for the whole family. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Inside Out was amazing. Loved it. Um, I, I think there's something quite magical about Pixar that gets you crying. Quite often, yeah. There is. It, it does. There are a few moments where he's like, oh, that's, yeah. Well, I don't want to give it away in case people haven't seen it, but there's the one scene sort of, I don't know, two-thirds of the way through that just totally bizarre how it's dragged my tears out my eyes. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all and going, oh, yeah. this is just crazy silliness. And then, <laughs> Yeah, tears. Love it. I love Inside Out. I would see it again and again and again. So if you, if you are getting one, and I'm seeing get two copies for the price of one. Okay, yeah, I can try and do that for you. Hmm. What else? How much do you reckon it's going to be? How much is the DVDs nowadays? Uh, it's probably going to be ten, eleven pounds an hour, I think. Okay. So we're, we're choosing items that are not over the top here in price. No, no. So far, you know, we look at tickets for Star Wars. You probably maybe thirty, thirty pounds if you're going to do something really plush. Pandora Charm. You're looking at something anywhere between sort of fifteen to it could be up to sixty, seventy pounds. And inside yeah. out, we're looking at about twelve pounds or something. So the Death Star is the most expensive so far. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, here's my next item. I couldn't find out where to get it from until the last minute, and it is available from Amazon, bizarrely. 
Um, it is a book by Jim Caucus. Now, Jim Caucus, he's, he's a whirlwind with books. Yeah. He seems to be releasing two or three a year at the moment. And the le- latest book he's released um, is called Secret Stories of Walt Disney World with a subtitle of Things You Never Knew You Never Knew. And I thought, you know, we, we, we know a lot of stories about Disney World. We do, yeah. And we think we know it all. However, if anyone's going to know a story that we didn't know, it would be Jim Caucus. This is true. And although we do get little snippets of stories, maybe we don't know the full ins now. So, for example, in this story, it says some of the, some of the topics that are covered in here is how the popularity of Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach meant the doom of an important piece of Disney history. Any guesses on what that could be? So again. How the popularity of Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach meant the doom of an important piece of Disney history. River Country. River Country. I reckon that's what it's going to be. But I don't honestly know the reason behind that. No, I don't either. So maybe that's a good interesting story there. Um, The next little section here says, United Arab Emirates, Equatorial Africa, Costa Rica, and other planned Epcot pavilions that never were. Okay. We do know there was going to be other <coughs> pavilions, but again, what's the story behind there? Um, Disney's original plans for Figment, how corporate politics turned him purple, and why the Dreamfinder shrunk. Right. Interesting. Wilderness Junction, the Alpine Resort, the Enchanted Snow Palace ride, and other abandoned attractions. Okay. Things knew nothing about them. Beacon Joe and the character you've never heard of, even though he appears numerous times throughout Walt Disney World. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, anyway, Jim Cortis has got another book out, Secret Stories of Walt Disney World, and it's available at Amazon. It is $5.04 if you get it on Kindle. Yeah. Or $13.46 if you get it on paperback. He's, he's also good. got a new um, Volta Walt out as well. Is that, is that now the third one? Fourth. Fourth? Yeah. Wow, I'm behind. Yeah, so he's he's got loads of books out, and I'm, I always enjoy reading his books. He's got a good storytelling style, and but secret stories, I think that's going to be the one to go for. Okay. So that sounds something a little bit different, something interesting. Okay, right. So I've gone cheap end of the scale. I'm now okay. going slightly more upmarket. I'm going to something a little bit different. Have you heard of something called Disney Life? No. Ah, well, here we go. Right, okay, I'm going to Disney it. are about to launch a new uh, product called Disney Life, and it's basically the Disney version of Netflix and Amazon Online and all of those different things and Sky and Now TV, etc. Where Disney, you'll be allowed to subscribe for nine ninety nine a month, and you mm-hmm. will, as part of that subscription, you'll be able to download and stream Disney movies, Disney mm-hmm. apps, and Disney books. And it's due to be released anytime soon. So it's called Disney Life. You can go over to, I think it's disneylife.co.uk and you can sign up to get all of the relevant information. But we do know it's going to be £9.99 a month. But it's basically a Disney subscription service to all of their books, apps, music on there as well, I believe. So you can get all your Disney music and everything. Um... So uh, just to, so it says you can get access to the biggest collection of Disney movies, kids TV box sets, music, books, and apps all in one place for the first time. So why not pay for a subscription for a month, two months, a year for a family to have Disney life in their life? Now, I think it's a brilliant idea. I like all things Disney, don't get me wrong. But Netflix at five quid... Five ninety nine, yeah, six ninety nine. Yeah, you can get a good wedge of Disney movies on it. You can indeed, yeah. I know you can't get them all, so that's probably the the unique point about Disney. But I would think that maybe they start, they may possibly start to disappear from those other ones as this happens. Maybe I don't know for definite. It sounds like it would, because otherwise you wouldn't pay the extra for. Have Have you ever read a Disney book? Yes. Yeah, I have. I think I've had a couple, but... Bedtime stories, things like that. Yeah. I think the music would be a good pull. 
Music, I think, is really great. Um, obviously, all of the films as well, there's a massive pull. Uh, let's say you're somebody who's just about to or needs to reinvest in a Disney movie collection. Yeah. It's one way of doing it. And yeah. Obviously, you don't get to keep them because you're only subscribing to it rather than actually getting the physical copies. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Um, and something I'd never, ever heard of. There you go. So that's something new. So subscription to Disney Life would be my fourth out of five. Excellent. Now, this is, I think this is my fifth one. Yeah, it is. It's your final one. Okay. I, as part of my weekend, as, as I've announced, I, I watched Star Wars for the first time. Yeah. And then followed it up with um, Family Guy's Star Wars. Nice. And then also it was, I was going to say Rubber Chicken. It was Robot. Robot Chicken, yeah. Robot Chicken. And what I found is on Firebox.com. Yes. William Shakespeare's Star Wars. What? It is a book. Right. Um, it's eleven ninety nine. Okay. It has been rewritten into um, Shakespearean language. Shakespearean. Oh, that's brilliant. And um, here's a little excerpt for you. Um, C three PO. Pray, R two D two. Where art thou? R two D two then replies, Beep meep. C three PO then at, at last, where hast thou been? I fear they come in this direction. Pray, what shall we do? And I just think it's absolutely brilliant, the fact that we've got that many different versions of the same film just keep going on. That's brilliant. I didn't even know that that existed. The same, they've actually got three different chapters, as in, I don't know what they're called. I've just heard Catherine laugh in the front room really loud, and it's not at me. Um, <laughs> not your fault this time. They've got the Jedi Doth Return. Brilliant. Um, and the Empire Striketh Back. Excellent. So, yeah. eleven ninety nine. Nice little... Uh, you know, I always get a novelty book at Christmas. So this is the novelty book you're going for? This is a novelty book. This it's actually got not, some nice illustrations. This is it not well, the so novelty book you are looking for. It, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Shakespeare's Star Wars. Yep. Excellent. Okay, um, I'm going to... I'm partially cheating, but I'm not. Okay. How about... One of the things that's really nice I find at Christmas is that sometimes you get presents that aren't necessarily for now, for right here and right now, and they're things to look forward to in the future. So, my suggestion is, how about you buy, for a present, tickets to see a Disney show? And cool. actually, right at this moment in time, you've got a real selection of things to go and see. You've got Mary Poppins uh, is currently touring the UK and Ireland. That's touring all the way up until the 19th of June. You've got mm -hmm. Disney on Ice Worlds of Enchantment that's currently touring. That's touring until the 3rd of January. But then there's the Silver Anniversary Celebration Tour that's coming next year. You've got Lion King. Which yep. is currently booking all the way until June next year, but that's not going anywhere now in a million years. And then you've got the latest edition, which is from the 1st of October next year. Well, it's actually slightly earlier than that, but I think official premiere is. I think it's from June next year. Um, Aladdin, the Broadway musical, is coming Ooh. to the Prince Edward Theatre in London. So there are several opportunities for you to buy some people some tickets to go and see one of those shows. And I can highly recommend all of them. Mary Poppins, Lion King, Aladdin are all amazing. Um, Disney on Ice is good. It's a very different style of show. But I can tell you now, Aladdin's going to be phenomenal. Lion King is absolutely superb. And Mary Poppins is, has had rave reviews uh, since it started uh, its tour. Um, so definitely uh, something a little bit different to present somebody with some tickets to go to London and, and go and see it. Or, or wherever Mary Poppins is at the time. And to go and yep. see a fantastic show. I think that's a brilliant idea. There we go. That's my five. Excellent. I'm going to throw a, a sixth one in there just for... Oh, go on then. you got another one. Yeah. Is that allowed? Is that not cheating? It, it probably is, but it's it's essentially a money tin. Okay. Now, one of the things that I've, I'm, I'm, I've started to do, and um, I know other people do do, is collect things like £2 coins and save up or their Disney vacation, or yep. their spending money, yep. or whatever. And I think what would be better than to get a Disney-esque money tin to start off that collection? Because the last thing you want to do with your first £10 worth of savings is spend it on a tin. 
you know, you might as well get a nice gift to start it off. So there's like all sorts of money boxes you can get on there. I'm not going to list them all off because you can get tins, pottery things, things that... I, w- I would suggest something that you've got to smash or can open it to get Sounds in. Sounds good. So um, I've, I've currently got one. My daughter actually wants one to collect pound coins for some reason. Um, but a money-saving tin. Okay. So that's your sort of sixth additional one. Yeah, that's my, my bonus one. Fair enough. I like the sound of that. That's something a little bit different. Okay, so that is our um, ten then. Do you want to just run through your five and I'll run through my five again just so we've got them all there and everyone remembers what they are? Yep. There's um, Star Wars Lego. Yep. There is Mickey Pajamas. Or yep. Adult Pajamas, I'll say. There is William Shakespeare's Star Wars book. Yeah. What was my other one? Oh, Jim Corcus book. Yeah. And an art print from Etsy. Okay. And my five were Pandora Charm, uh, tickets to see Star Wars, Inside Out on DVD, subscription to Disney Life, and tickets to see a Disney show somewhere in the country. Okay, so they are all of our 10 choices which means it's nearly the end of the show but not quite yet because we've got one more thing to do which is to do our what do we call it um our draw for the next round that would work which means we need this well i thought we'd do like um it's like match of the day style What do you reckon? I like it. It's a bit weird because apparently, according to my iTunes, the genre of this piece of music is rock. Anyway, so we are... It's not quite rock, is it? So what we're going to be doing is we're now going to, live on the show, draw the next round for the Disney's Ultimate Attraction. It's a good job I don't know anything about football. Uh, no, it is a good thing you don't know about football. So basically, this time round, we've got 21 different attractions. Okay, okay, 21 attractions. The only problem having 21 attractions, yep. they don't split in half properly. Ah. Also, it doesn't help that the host of the show is coming to have a bit of a coughing fit. Um, so, we're going to give one a bye to the next round. The question is, which one are we going to give a buy to the next round? Alan, you're going to choose. So you've got numbers 1 to 21 to choose from. And whichever one you choose automatically goes through to the next round without having to face anybody else. Okay, well, I'm going to try and do a true random number. True random number, go on. Choose a random number. From a website called Random Number. Oh, okay, you're going to do it that way. So, and... That's rubbish, that answer. 11. 11? Yes. Right, so bye to the next round without any competition whatsoever. Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So that's gone through without a shadow of a doubt. That is going through. So now what you've got is, um, again, between 1 and 21, 11 is missing. You're going to choose two numbers and we're going to decide which two go through. So do you know what it's time for? It's supposed to be tension music, but it sounds a little bit like something from the X Files. I was thinking X Files all the way through that. Yeah, so, Alan, choose your first two numbers. No problem, I'm just uh, going through the pot to select a number. a two pound chart by the way Excellent. there's about four pound in it number 12 number 12 is soaring in the next round soaring will play i won't go through the whole rattle thing again Come on. seven number seven soaring is up against phantasmic ouch mm. okay let's have our next pair in then please alan You've now got 7, 11, and 12 missing. So what are you going to go for next? Three. Three. Kilimanjaro Safaris. 
versus number one. Comes up against Pirates of the Caribbean. Ooh. Okay. This is this is quite uh, quite good pairings, I think. Yeah, there's some good ones here. Okay, so next up, give me another number. Twenty. Twenty is Splash yes. Mountain. Against number six. Comes up against Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Ouch. Mm. Oh, yeah. Right, you ready? Yep. 17. 17, Toy Story Midway Mania. Against number 13. Against number 13, comes up against Test Track. Mm. We are getting round down to the... We the really are. Yeah, we better really attractions are. here. Yeah. It's not obvious what I'm going to go for to no. get rid of these. So, uh, you've got um, left, you've got number 2, 4, 5, 8, 9, 10, 14, 15, 16, 18, 19, and 21. Okay. Um, 14. 14 is Expedition Everest Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. Against 21. Against... Oh, no. Against the Haunted Mansion. Ooh... Ooh. Ouch. Oh, okay. Really good. Um, number two. Number two. Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade. 16. Against Cinderella Castle. They're quite evenly balanced. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. Um, 19. 19. The Seven Dwarf Mine Train. Five. Against Space Mountain. Two coasters up against each other. Ooh. And just so that everyone knows, I've just wrote a list of numbers. And I'm yeah, the, up. Alan has no idea what anything is here. Um, 18. 18 is Spaceship Earth. 10. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. <laughs> so we got four left. Eight. Eight is Peter Pan's Flight. Number nine. Main Street Electrical Parade. Which leaves us with our final two numbers, which is number four. Mickey's yep. Magic goes up against It's a Small World. Oh, to, to, to me, they're quite comparable, aren't they? They are. They're both kind of very family-friendly, child-orientated attractions, aren't they? So, just to go through then. So, Twilight Zone Tower of Terror gets a bye into the next round. Uh, the first pairings are going to be Soarin' versus Fantasmic. Kilimanjaro Safaris versus Pirates of the Caribbean. Splash Mountain versus Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. And Toy Story Midway Mania versus Test Track. Then, we've got Expedition, Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain versus The Haunted Mansion. Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade against Cinderella Castle. And then we've got Seven Dwarfs Mine Train versus Space Mountain. Spaceship Earth versus Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Peter Pan's Flight versus the Main Street Electrical Parade. And then Mickey's Philomagic versus It's a Small World. Pretty, pretty mm. good. So we've got ten pairings, so it's going to be two weeks, really. We're going to have five the first, and then five the second. Then we'll throw Twilight Zone Tower of Terror back into the mix. And uh, that'll then whittle them down even further. And goodness knows what's going to happen then. Hmm. Yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the parents that are going to be up there. You'll find the first set of parents. I will be going up on Facebook over the next few days for you to be able to... Uh, basically have a look at and uh, decide who you're going to vote for but that's it for this show which means it's time for this and uh, thank you Alan for joining me and no problem anytime and uh, thank you all for joining us and for listening once again this week of course you can keep an eye on everything that's going on with Disney Brits you can go over to DisneyBrit.com find all the past shows you can also go to Facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit podcast if you are on Twitter it's at Disney Brit and uh, if you want to take part in the Disney Brit running team which we haven't really said much about this week which is fine then you can join us it's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disney Brit running team you can of course still sponsor us which is justgiving.com forward slash Disney Brit running team as we build up to 
that half marathon in September 2016. Um, we're going to be back, back next week for a Disney Brit bite size. And, uh, of course, we'll be back in two weeks' time for the full Disney Brit show. Um, Alan, do we want to set a Tomorrow's Child for two weeks' time? Um, yeah, we could do. So, in two weeks' time, uh, your Tomorrow's Child is... This year... My the, the, this year I want my Disney Christmas present to be all right, and it can be absolutely anything. So it can be something really big, it can be something really tiny, it could be something that there's no money could no you know no money no object anything like that. But this year I would like my Disney Christmas present to be, and send that in to us. Email it as radio at disneybrit.com and we will play them on the next show. So send them in radio at disneybrit.com. This year, the, my Disney, the Disney present I would like is, and then uh, and we'll find out what we get. But we'll be back in two weeks' time for that. We're back next week for Disney Bright Size. Until then, we'll see ya. Gosh, everybody, <laughs> that was swell.